So today, I'm going to reflect on two lessons that I have done for my student teaching. And one actually is from autumn quarter. And the second one is from winter quarter. And I decided to reflect on two lessons because they are very different. And I think they address like a lot of the ideas of like what my questions that I put out for Dialogue 3 have um, centered around my identity and how I see, you know, my identity as a Latinx woman and also the identity of me growing up in an immigrant family, like an immigrant household, um, comes into play in my lessons in terms of student, like who I am prioritizing in student voice how I am racialized at my placement, or at least how I feel like I am, um, who I connect with in s- terms of students and families, and then also um, how I make choices for my students and families based on my own identity. And I think these two lessons really highlight, I think the fall one really highlights the autumn one highlights what I, when I really didn't take it into consideration, I guess. Like I did, but it was more towards pleasing one group. And then my winter quarter lesson, I see there's been a shift in the mindset of how I plan my lessons and who I am prioritizing and inviting into the classroom. So the first lesson that I'm talking about is one that I did back in the fall on sequencing events. And it was for a, it was focused on literacy. And I felt like I was very focused on how, on like the goal for students to sequence events and not necessarily focused on everything else that was at play. So. I felt like reading back on this lesson and then knowing what I know of how the lesson went, felt like I had scaffolds purposely placed on there specifically for students who Spanish was not their first language and therefore it was more tailored to them rather than um, the students who did, like who were immersed in Spanish so I felt like when I read back at the lesson there was a lot of things that I probably could have done to invite a lot of the student voice that I wasn't hearing or that I didn't hear at all when this lesson came into play um like for example it seemed like for me um at least I was very much into that idea that Okay, I need to teach literacy. This is the way that I was done before. This is how it's been done. So this is how I'm going to do it. Um, so I wasn't really playing around with, okay, um, how can I change this? How can I make it more inclusive? How can I, um, you know, 
like do something where all my students feel like they're being seen or they're, they have opportunities to see and hear different people's voices and ideas. So I don't think I was making a lot of room for not necessarily my, I wasn't making a lot of room for my students who spoke Spanish already to make those linguistic risks of speaking in the classroom that is now that was now virtual for them. I think that was one thing that I didn't place that much importance in my lesson. Um, so then it didn't come out when it came time to do it. I think I did put a lot of intentional scaffolds where they could see a lot of pictures, uh, some sort of um, like playing around with the book mouse so that highlighting words so that they could follow along. But I didn't really have that encouragement of it's okay to speak and speak your truth and speak your ideas and we're not going to judge you. Um, I don't think that like invitation was set forth. I also at that time didn't have a lot of connection with my students yet. Um, it was very early on in October. Um, so I was still getting to know a lot of them. And I think um, the f I was I hadn't built in that trust yet with my families. Um, so I think when I get back at that question of, oh, who am I getting along with? Like in fall quarter, I don't think I was actually getting along with my students like or had built that connection with my students of color in terms of their families. I think they were still getting to know me. We were still in that conversation phase. And I think in this lesson for me not to have like an explicitly stated kind of method of how I would be inviting students to participate in the conversation so that not one side would take over. Um, I think that was the real downfall of how I didn't actually, you know, think about it when I wrote this at that very moment. Um, so I think I, in that term, I think um, the part of my identity that mostly came out was like, being first generation coming from an immigrant family where I felt like I had to do things the quote-unquote American way so I very much feel like this literacy lesson kind of demonstrated to me this is how it's supposed to look like this is how it has looked like so this is why I did it um so I think that identity really outshined my Latinx identity of um you know promoting my students of you know different backgrounds to have that courage you know to say their ideas I just didn't have that placed in my lesson and I think that was very like once I look back at it that's something that I really see wow like yes I am a person of color teaching these students in a dual language classroom in Spanish but I'm not placing that those those amount like I haven't built on those relationships yet to have them share out in the classroom um and I have and I didn't think about it at the moment when I wrote this lesson to incorporate like an explicitly stated thing like if I could have said um perhaps when I was doing okay let's see we're gonna do our 
model to show how we know that we can sequence events instead of putting it on like a OneNote because um, and having just students do it on paper or print it out have have it mailed to families I think that would have been a more inclusive way for me to include everyone because I know that there was a lot of technology issues in the very beginning and you know that was just part of me not having that communications um started yet like we were just starting it but like I hadn't gotten all the way through to speaking to a lot of parents and a lot of families so like I knew it was going on like I knew there were issues of technology but I think if I took that more into consideration and really looked at like my overall goals is having you know students really immerse themselves in this reading and figuring out how to sequence events and maybe put in a story that was more relatable then I think I would have gotten more participation from students that I didn't really hear from which sadly happened to be my native Spanish speaking students so I felt like in a sort of way I'm like okay I just because I'm Latina that means I know how to do it um and yeah I think this when I look back at this lesson very much there's a lot of little things that I can change to make it so much more richer in conversation where the classroom is benefited by having all my students you know all my students ideas in building in actual structure for for courage and bravery from students who don't really speak in the classroom and also equity in terms of getting the stuff done because I think technology was a big issue and continuing on to you know meet with families and checking in with students weekly um, was something that I still needed to do. Now when I look at winter quarter and the new lesson um, that I had made it was a different content so it was no longer literacy it was science and for me science like when I thought about creating a lesson for science or all the lessons that I've made for science I really thought about my experience with science so I mean like from my from my background is a Latinx woman and coming from an immigrant household I didn't really like the only time I saw science or that I felt like I saw science was when my mom would do like remedios like oh there's this thing about vaporu how it cures everything and to me that was like oh my god that's so awesome it's so true it's like this whole scientific thing that I didn't really know about it I don't know if it's scientific but to me it was and then um my grandfather used to be what I thought was a curandero. Literally later, I found out he was not a, like a legit curandero. It was just he made remedios um, with different hierbas and stuff. But I like to me that that were those were ways of engaging in science. And in the classroom is a little different because a lot of experiments that I remember and I remember like science fairs and just choosing an experiment and rolling with it. But I also like remember my parents being very, yes, mija, go out and do this um, science fair. Like you have the right to do it just like everybody else. Like I know we don't have a lot of money 
and I know we don't really know a lot that we don't that we can't really help you um, but choose one that you want and then we'll try to get all the resources for you so I mean I chose like the easiest one which was like breaking um, uh, like sugar cubes and seeing which dissolved fit quicker like a sugar cube or just regular sugar that's comes in like a Splenda pack I mean I already knew the answer but to me that was like the easiest thing that I could do like uh, my parents were able to buy me the sugar cubes and all the materials I was able to bring like a hammer that my dad let me borrow and it was just like a nice way to do something like easy I guess for my, that my parents didn't really have to go all the way out like I really wanted to do a volcano but I knew that was gonna be way too hard like they always came tired from work and trying to figure out how to make it explode and all these different things was just not gonna cut it so then when I thought about my science lessons um, I was starting to notice that I mean in the fall I had noticed that in the science lessons at least for the first graders it was mostly my English speaking students who were taking over because science was in English so I wasn't seeing the scaffolds provided on the English side for my Spanish-speaking students to really like speak up about their thinking. So when I made this science lesson about things that are loud and things that are quiet, I really had that focus in mind where I wanted all of my students to really benefit from everyone talking. And I specifically wanted my, it was in a group of three. It was a group of four students. Um, one didn't show up. And then the other ones were two native English speakers and one native Spanish speaker. So at that point on, my goal was girl, and she happened to be um, a girl. So like seeing her made me think of myself and think about you know how hard it is just to come out of your shell and talk in a language that is not your own um that your family does not talk in to um and you know i really wanted to push her to talk so i created this lesson and i also wanted to make it where if i was a kid seeing it and my teacher was doing this I would want to talk so I was very purposeful in this lesson in incorporating Spanish even though it was instruction in English because I still felt like at the end of the day all these kids are here to learn Spanish yes they're here to learn English but they will always learn English because English is all around them but Spanish I thought including like the words in Spanish, saying parts of it in Spanish was really important so that my native Spanish speaking student would feel validated. And I felt like that was the scaffold that was needed for her to feel like this is a safe space. I can talk here and share my ideas. And it didn't matter whether she said it in English or Spanish or whatever language she wanted to use. The only thing that mattered was for her to speak. So um, I made it very experimental too because I think that's the most exciting part and something that they had not seen, that my students had not seen 
in the virtual world they had seen videos of people already doing experience experiments but i was doing it live because i wanted live feedback from them i wanted them to be immersed in the experience along with me so the whole thing is around a decibels app so just to see how loud something is and it has a little range that goes up and down in waves so the higher the waves the louder the sound the lower the waves the lower the sound so the idea was for them to go around their home and do sounds and then i would pick it up with the app i decided to change that at the very last minute just because i wanted to be equitable there's sometimes um like i don't know everyone's home you know maybe there's maybe there's students that don't feel comfortable going around their home and showing the different sounds so i decided let's just keep it in my environment my home where i know it's just me um so that it can be a little more controlled and i don't have to put anyone on the spot i was really like intentful of not putting anyone up on the spot um and to my surprise a lot of the conversation from this lesson came from that student that i really wanted to speak um i'll just call her n um so n was really going for it she was saying her ideas when something was loud she was telling me why and usually these conversations were driven by my other two students and this time it was her she was going for it um um she was even adding more information when i asked clarifying questions or more or like asked follow-up questions i'm like oh so why do you think it's loud she's like well because you banged the table really hard like you could see your hand going so so she, like really hard on the table so she was making those visual um observations and it was very interesting to see how the flow of the conversation in that lesson was more of a conversation instead of a teacher asking student kind of relationship it was like we were all in it together um because as soon as she starts as soon as she started talking and giving out her ideas then my other student who always talked um we'll call her student a and she happens to be you know a, an african-american student they were both having these this these rich conversations on why they thought that was loud um how they thought it was going up and down the waves on the app and for these two women of color to have this conversation in this small group and you know me just going like yes 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 like keep it going it was so great um you know because i really wanted them to talk and this is exactly the kind of conversation and the kind of like group work that i wanted to do with them so i think i in this lesson it was really good i think i did take into consideration the linguistic risks or things that I was doing intentionally to um, bring up students. And I also noticed how I intentionally kind of silenced um, a student. Like um, I did notice that my only boy in the group um, talked a little bit, but not so much anymore. But I think 
my overall goal was to demonstrate to him also what kind of conversation can happen that's not just his own conversation so i think it was a very good opportunity for him to step back and listen and look at you know the different kind of dynamics that were happening in this lesson um i also had formed a bond and like a connection with student ends um parent and i could see how because I had formed that trusting relationship with her family already, that was like another stepping stone for her to be more vocal in this lesson. And I thought that was really beautiful because it kind of shows out all this work that I was putting in was paying off. Um, and that the way that I had planned this lesson paid off because of the other work that I had done before. And for me, coming as a Latina, like I brought in that background um, about how I wanted science to work, how my parents had science working for me. It wasn't something that was big, expensive, um, or something that was that we had to put so much work to it. It was something that was easy for me to provide for them. Um, something that they didn't have to feel at the end of the day that they had to do anything in the sense of just inviting their voices and speaking up so i think for me this was one of the best lessons that i have planned and that in practice has come out really nicely and oh my god i wish there was a recording of this like a video recording because it was just so beautifully done i think like the transformation from autumn to winter in terms of what i it, in terms of my considerations, um, in terms of identity of how I was coming into the classroom, really were represented and culminated in this science lesson. So when I look back at both of the lessons, I think overall what I got is that as the year has started to progress, you know, we've moved, we started out virtual, um, we continued on, we got to a point where like, where I think as a whole class, we were used to the virtual environment. Um, we were working with it. We had gotten a groove on. We had, I had um, a lot more exposure and interaction with parents and students and families. And then in winter quarter where I, where I picked up the role as lead teacher and having those, and you know, having to have those conversations with students and families about, okay, what's going on in the classroom? What's like, um, do we got our technology good? Um, do we need anything like what can i do to help all of you succeed you know and really dive into relationship building i think all of that really was very helpful for all my lessons especially in winter to really be more about how i encourage my students to speak in the classroom um about how i am placing them in 
or not placing them but i mean like how i am structurally like positioning them to have like kind of like a leadership role where i know okay maybe my student my like my spanish-speaking students yes i know you have like you know how to speak spanish but that doesn't mean that you're always going to be the ones that are going to be answering all my questions when i'm in the spanish instruction just like when it's like the opposite when it's english instruction it's not just going to be my native english speakers always answering the questions it has to be a mix of both you know and i think it's coming out now much easier for them to talk to each other and build on their ideas because of all this back like behind the scenes work that's been going on with all these check-ins with students and their families and also um me kind of being intentional about who like who i'm asking first to speak you know um there like i feel like there's different methods and different ways to engage students so i've also become more kind of like exploring different avenues for how do i engage like students who i haven't heard from yet so i started including gifs videos um using different types of technology um also just going back to the basics of pencil paper drawing just so i could try to reach all of my students and i think you know it's starting to hit me and starting and like making me see how my identity has a lot of impact in what i do and what i teach and you know some of my kids might like i think there's some of my kids who think that i just speak spanish and that's great <laughs> at sometimes and there's some of my kids who know that i'm fully bilingual so i want to keep building on them all knowing that i am fully bilingual so that they have that trust and connection with me um and you know there's times in my placement where it's been hard you know where i feel like i'm just sometimes like the little and i say little because i feel like that's how how it's felt sometimes like i'm the little latina sub so i i have least importance compared to other substitutes um and you know i've been ramping up my lessons because i definitely don't want to feel like that and i definitely don't feel little um and i've also as i've worked with my students this winter quarter and seen how my lessons and the different avenues that they've taken on how to get my students to speak up how to be more equitable offering different sort of creative avenues for them also um having the different expectations for them because i'm not going to have the same expectations for all students um it's i'm trying to meet them where they're at um and also communicating with families um and letting them know this is how i see your child's progress this is what i know about your child first let's start with that so that you know that i know your child like we have gotten to know each other and so i know that they can do it it's just we got to put more practice and you know we'll continue to do that in the classroom 
and I know they're gonna try to do that at home but if you can't help them at home like don't feel so bad about that because I know every family situation is different um so at the same time that I've been that I feel I feel like I've been seen as little I've also seen how since there hasn't been a lot of like oversight from other people in the school I feel like there's this trust also that I know what I am doing um and it's not just because I speak Spanish I think it's because I've been very vocal as well in saying this is what I am doing this is what I need and that's that if it's not provided then I'm not gonna do this because I know how to value myself and I think my students are starting to see that um so like I've had some students say I I don't understand and then like ah, I don't understand and then that's when I ask okay what do you need from me like what can I do to like if you don't understand that's okay you need to tell me because sometimes I can't tell by your face face expressions so they've begun to tell me like um like oh maestra es que no entiendo esto I'm like okay vamos a hacerlo de otra manera and I think that's really beautiful and yeah I think it does hit at all my questions in some way I think in a more positive light where I'm like really digging into my identity as a Latina coming from in from a immigrant background where I don't think like there's been so much pressure to do you have to do the best you have to do the best you have to do all this this is what you have to do you need to conform to these ways where I'm kind of stepping away and saying I don't need to conform to these ways anymore I am myself I have gotten this far based on my own merits and I have tried to translate tra translate that over to my students saying y'all don't have to be the perfect student y'all have struggles and that's okay we work with what like we work with you and I will work with you and like just highlighting their progress overall has been really great for me and also for them to see so yeah I'm very excited about how like how these two lessons have shown kind of like the transformation for me and how my identity plays out and how I take that into consideration now. So we have reached the end of this beautiful kind of, well, I don't want to say end because I think it's a continuous process. Um, but for this quarter, I think we reached a point where I feel confident now that I'm taking this more into consideration, you know, really being attentive when I'm creating my lessons of what I'm trying to prioritize and also like how I'm being inviting of my students' backgrounds, um, both linguistically and racially, and also how I am seeing myself as a teacher and how that shows up in my lessons and also how that affects my students. So I just want to say thank you because these assignments are amazing and they really have me think a lot about, you know, about like being a teacher and all the work that it takes. <laughs>